Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and free. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. What's free? What? We got something for free? Nothing for free. Oh. Except Every, this show. Everything associated with this place comes with a cost. Except for the people listening. They can have uh, this entertainment actually absolutely free. They got nah, this crap for free. Yeah. They're all paying for it in some way. Maybe not with money, but with time and pain, pain, suffering, all Tom, that stuff. Tommy Cross joins us today on a Thunderbird Thursday, the defenseman for the AHL team on National Superhero Day as well. And National Take Your Kid to Work Day. Oh, I forgot to take my kids to work. So did I. Well, I don't know. I don't want my kids running around here. We've had that to happen in the past before. <laughs> it didn't work out well. Wasn't always good. Put a not. sharpie in a kid's hand. Next thing you know, they're destroying the place. All of a sudden, there's a giant phallic symbol drawn on the wall. That would be you doing that, Steve. Yeah, well. Uh, yeah. It's 536. Back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Eat the price hikes. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552. And Foreigner with back Steve and Dave in Rock 102. Windy and cool today. Elevated fire hazard concerns. Highs in the low 50s. Warming up into the 60s for the weekend. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, Olivia Wilde was presenting her uh, new movie, Don't Worry Darling, at a Las Vegas convention uh, called CinemaCon, when someone in the front row approached the stage and slid a manila envelope marked personal and confidential towards her. Olivia said, this is for me, then picked it up and looked inside. She barely reacted. She just said, thank you, and continued with her presentation. Do you want to know what was in the envelope? What was in it? Uh, Because uh, what was inside were custody papers Ah. from her ex, Jason Sudeikis, regarding their two children. That's right. Olivia got served (laughs) right there in front of everybody. Wow. How embarrassing must that have been? Uh, So-called source uh, told TMZ that Jason had no idea when or where Olivia would get served. That's up to the company tasked with handling the documents, and he would have never condoned it happening the way it did. I can... Confirm that based on my own experiences with divorce papers being served on both ends. You have no idea when and where they're going to be served. You can ask that they be served in certain areas, in certain places, at certain times, but there's no guarantee of that. Uh, where were you when you got served? Uh, I think it was the other way around. Oh. She, she was served. Where? Like? Uh, I think it happened at our previous home together. I think. I don't even know, to tell you the truth. We really need to dive into this later. No, no, no. You need to dive into that. <laughs> uh, but but also kudos to her. Yeah. Apparently, she took it like a pro. Well, what are you gonna do? What are you, I mean, what are you, what are you gonna do? Like, yeah. you know, start the you're getting all teed off in oh. front of all these people. Oh, Mr. Ted Lasso wants to <laughs> get my papers right in front of what I'm presenting an award. Let me tell you what I believe, <laughs> Mr. Funny Guy, mm-hmm. Mr. Ted Lasso. Yeah, I think she handled it pretty well. Uh, it's interesting that she had a choice <laughs> compared to the way Bax might have handled it. For instance, they point out in the in this article that it's interesting that some random person could just get into the building and was allowed to get that close to Olivia. Well, I mean, is he is the purpose perp- the person serving the papers really a random person? They got a job to do. They probably have a badge. Yeah, but how did you get in? I mean, it was a 
a convention. You would either had to pay to get in or, you, you know. how easy it is to get into a convention? I go to conventions all the time. Do you really? Oh, absolutely. I are, bust into conventions all the time. Are you a con- Just so you can have a bag full of free uh, pamphlets. Okay. Hmm. I see that. I, I got like- a whole collection of uh, stress balls that I've stolen from convention areas. <laughs> Fidget spinners? I got those too. Pens with logos you care nothing about. Absolutely. Uh, Helen Mirren is on the cover of People Magazine's annual Beautiful issue. She says, quote, I was absolutely sort of gobstruck. I've never considered myself beautiful at my age, so I was amazed. Uh, Helen Mirren was pretty good looking back in the day. Oh, yeah. Yes. She, she had a very, like, Christina Aguilera look to her. And you got a lot of Steve Nagel look to you. Well, needless to say. She was, uh, she was naked in a few movies, too. Earlier on in her career. You can check that out. I wouldn't mind We're seeing her naked this. right now. You know, some people, some women hold their looks forever, and mm-hmm. she's uh, she happens to be one of them. Yeah. She's got it going on. I mean, they can't all, they're not all going to be Granny Clampett, after all. <laughs> uh, NASCAR is making driver Denny Hamlin undergo sensitivity training after he posted a racist meme aimed at Kyle Larson, who is Asian-American on his mother's side. Two years ago, Larson had to undergo sensitivity training for using the N-word. Apparently, it didn't work the first time. What's no. uh, What's going to happen the second time? People don't change their spots. Well, yeah, yeah, was, it, was it sensitivity to all people or specific people? Uh, I think it might be specific people. Yeah, we'll see. There you go. Now you can if it was you take your at, ignorance out on other people. If it was aimed at one guy who's happened to be Asian. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's targeting. And he's good at that. Uh, Lady Gaga's new song, Hold My Hand, comes out on Tuesday, and she calls it a love letter to the world, adding, uh, quote, I've wanted you to hear it for so long, and I'm so excited to give it to you. Ooh. Oh, give it to She's talking about the song, Steve. Lady Gaga. All right. Uh, Andrew Garfield. You know who he is? Yeah, he's uh, in uh, Spider-Man, I know. Uh, Yeah. yeah. He's taking a break from acting to rest and recalibrate. He wants to be a bit ordinary for a while and take some time to consider what he does next. Isn't uh, Spider-Man 3 coming out, like, next summer? I think you're right. So how's he going to do that movie? Is he going to do the movie and then retire or not do the movie at all? He's probably not going to pick up any additional acting roles until that comes out. Hmm. Uh, Melissa McBride has left the Walking Dead spinoff series based on her character Carol and Norman Reedus's Daryl. It's going to film in Europe, and unfortunately, she cannot commit to the move. Oh, you just can't pick up all your stuff and move halfway across the world? Sounds like you don't even really want this job. I don't think it does. On the other hand, I guess I'd have to watch The Walking Dead, the first series first, before I even pick up uh, the remote for that one. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, Bax. I didn't buy it the first time. I'm not buying it now. I, I lasted like a, an episode and yep, a half before too. I said, this is stupid. Yep. I don't like zombies either. Zombies, like- vampires, it's all stupid to me. Uh, it sounds like Elon Musk will not be testifying in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation trial. Well, that's too bad. I really wanted to hear I thought it was there. a defecation trial. <laughs> well, that's, that's what's something he would definitely be there for. Gotcha. Also, Johnny's been doing some sketching while listening to uh, testimony this week. He's got all these little, they're doing a little camera, checking in on his little sketch things. He'll be selling those later. Yeah. Did you see the guy, there was a a, a witness who was vaping in the car? Yes. And then also driving. And then even the judge was like, well, that was the first time I've ever seen something like that before. Not in this courtroom, you don't. 
Yeah, they asked him if he could remember something about the uh, relationship between the two. He goes, he goes I, I can't even remember what I had for breakfast. For cra- yeah. <laughs> Courtroom's cracking up. He's yeah. like the comedian of and the And then thing. he's got this big, giant dragon breath of vape coming out of his <laughs> yeah. mouth as he's driving down the streets. I'm like, you think he would just stop and take a minute to not move the car for a while until you get done with the How testimony? long is it going to take until we have you know, a Netflix series based on this actual event? Yeah, it's made re- for TV. But do you really need a series after... Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Everything's already been pretty much played out for you. And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Thank you, SB. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, tonight is the first round of the NFL Draft. This is the night where teams come throughout uh, the league to grab the best players coming out of college football to attempt to transform them into great professionals. Most of the time, it doesn't happen. But on occasion, it does. Tonight, the Patriots will be looking at the 21st overall pick. Who are they going to take? I have no idea. All I can tell you is they're probably not going to draft a quarterback, and at least some of their draft picks probably won't work out. Now, as insightful as that piece of draft day analysis might be, I find myself transfixed on, on other problems unrelated to the Patriots. I happen to be focused on what's going on uh, with former University of Cincinnati cornerback Ahmad Sauce Gardner. Sauce, as he is known by, is considered to be one of the top prospects in the draft and is expected to be taken early in the first round. Sauce is a confident young man bursting with a cocksure arrogance that makes me happy that he'll be somebody else's problem, like the Giants, who will have two of the top ten picks in the draft. He might even go to the Jets. How great would that be? According to Sauce, quote, I feel like I'm the chosen one. I feel like I'm the best in the draft. There's no doubt about it. There's no way I can be a bust. That simply shouldn't even be an option. Folks, let's review which teams will have a chance at grabbing the chosen one tonight. The first five picks go to Jacksonville, Detroit, Houston Jets, and Giants. Those are five franchises where hopes and dreams go to die. Believe me, there's always a way to be a bust when you're playing for a team that can't get into the playoffs. There's always a way to be a draft day disaster when you've been chosen by a team that's been mathematically eliminated by week six. This is why we should all be hoping that the Patriots don't make the mistake of trying to trade up because for my money, I prefer my roster to go completely sauceless. Not choosing this guy might just be the best pick of the draft because nobody wants to pick an arrogant jackass who calls himself the chosen one. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, how's your lawn looking? Go see Austin at the Agawam Rockies. Austin is all about lawn and garden care, especially Scott's four-step and all the Scott's lawn care products. How to plant, when to fertilize, Austin is your guy. Good people, rock-solid service, and Scott's lawn care at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Feels classic Rocky. It's 612. And White Snake with back Steve and Dave in Rock 102. Going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 52. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 57. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. Look at you predicting the weather. Speaking of the future, there's a survey here about what things we think will work in the future and what things we think will fizzle out. Okay. This is a survey from the folks at YouGov. Survey said. Yeah. Asking Americans what they think about basic, quote, emerging technologies. So, for instance, 
self-driving cars. Mm-hmm. Is it going to become the norm or is it going to fizzle out? What do you I th- think? I think it'll become the norm. Really? Yeah. I think eventually, you know, it might take 50 years, mm-hmm. but eventually you're going to have a lot more self-driving rideshare programs, mm-hmm. things like that. It'll be uh, like the taxis and, and stuff first. Okay. And then it'll be the people, you know. All right. I'm, uh, I'm kind of on board with that one, Steve. I think, yeah. it's, I think we're quite a ways away from having that be the norm, but I think at some point it's just going to yeah. have to happen. I got. I got to tell you, the uh, I I took my truck uh, down to South Carolina. It drives itself. It sort of does, <laughs> to tell you the truth. It, it's got this like what a Ford navigation thing yeah. on it or whatever. And good alignment. Then you can yeah, cut a little. Yeah. You can let go of the steering wheel and it stays in the lane for a while. Eh, you, you really can't. I mean, you could take your hands off the right. wheel, but you shouldn't right. take your hands off the wheel. But uh, it does help. As far as like cruise control goes, sure. you, you can set, sure. let's say you set the cruise control for 70 miles an hour, because that's when it gets really fast down in those down those southern states, mm-hmm. right? 70. And then uh, you, you, you click it on 70, and then it, it will, if you're in the lane, like behind somebody, yep. it'll slow down yep. and it'll match the speed of the car ahead of you. Yeah, that's <laughs> And then it will also, and this is where it has come in handy a few times, if the traffic just comes to a slow stop, like let's say there's an accident up Mm -hmm. ahead and the entire line of traffic stops, the car will stop as well. It'll, it'll... Apply the brakes. See, now that's that's great because I mean there have been many many times when uh, you know I'm I'm driving on a highway and I'm uh, you know trying to get to my destination, but I'm I'm also very busy uh, you know, texting and trying to fiddle with my uh, my Spotify playlist. <laughs> well, you can't and, do that. Uh, but uh, well, come on, that's you know if if I had these kinds of uh, things yes. in my car, I, I could you. easily do that. All right. What's the next one? Well, first of all, on that one, uh, I freak out, by the way, because my folks have that same device in their car where it does match the speed of the cars around you. The only thing that freaks me out is then when the traffic clears, all of a sudden, the car just accelerates yeah. like a bullet. Yeah. Like, whoa! <laughs> like, and well, you got, and that's it's yeah. one of those things you just got to get used yeah. to and got to like adapt to sure. how this thing is going to react to you when you're when you're using it. Yeah, nothing could possibly go wrong. Anyway, you guys sort of agree with the norm there that 66 percent of people think that self-driving cars will become the norm. Well, I think when you have all of these you know new features that are popping up all over the place yep. that that are leaving cars to be somewhat autonomous, mm-hmm. I think inevitably we're, that's where we're going to go. I'm not so sure. I think there's going to be more accidents than we realize, and I think it's going to put a crimp on that. All right, how about cryptocurrency? Boom or bust for cryptocurrency? What do we think? Uh, I think crypto will be a definite part of the financial system. I mean, it kind of already is, but I think it'll be uh, in use a lot more. Again, another probably 30 years mm. before that uh, becomes the norm. See a I lot of stars the- plugging it, by the way, <laughs> on TV ads. Yeah, but the, the average person... And doesn't really understand any of it, mm-hmm. and so it's still kind of a like a mysterious anomaly, right? It's the kind of thing that you know, twenty, thirty years from now, will probably be a, a little bit more, uh, you know, frequently used. Like you'll have like a. I don't know, like snack machines that take uh, Bitcoin. They, they have they have a Bitcoin machine at Pride. 
Yeah, right. You I've can seen go. That. You can go buy Bitcoin. Yeah, but if I like, I wanted to go upstairs and grab yeah. myself, say, like some little Debbie snack cakes. I could put a couple uh, Bitcoins in there, and boom, I got myself some right. some nutty buddies and some zebra cakes. Yeah, it's not going to take over the stock market. I don't think fifty percent, by the way, believe that crypto's in for a boom. Thirty nine percent think it ain't going to survive. So we'll see. Uh, how about lab grown meat? So I mean, this is like. Essentially, fake beef and fake pork. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never going away, and I'll tell you why. Because some people are stupid and don't know how delicious meat products are. Right. And especially the stuff that's grown where cows are feasting on actual grass instead of, you know, just living on concrete yeah. and eating grain and stuff like that. I mean, all these people that say, like, oh, the uh, like the Beyond Burgers are so wonderful. They and actually are pretty good. Yeah, I, I like them. But it's, yeah. all, it's all chemicals. I mean, it's... it's, it's it's worse for you than if you were actually eating real you know, meat. I, I'm really tired of hearing, uh, you don't even know what you're putting in your body. Think about all the crap that you eat normally. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's so different about putting this product in your body versus, Steve, what, let me what did you have for dinner last night? Well, last night we went out to dinner. And I had myself a steak with some a broccoli. There you don't go. think at any point in that process of the cow uh, eating versus the cow getting killed right. or the cow getting chopped up, that there was something uncouth that was done that you have consumed now right? that you don't think twice about? I don't. No, I don't. But see, that's the thing. It. it, it what's the difference of all the other things that you eat? Well, that's, you know, that's, that's a piece of beef. Those are pieces of broccoli. I, it's basically very, uh, very simple. Now, I can't control everything, but I can tr- control some things. And if I know if something is completely made of of, uh, of chemicals because they think it's healthier mm-hmm. than actually eating meat, I'm not on board with that. People are 50-50 on whether lab-grown meat will become a boom in the future. It's, it's, it's going to happen, but it isn't going to be... You know, it, we're not all going to be sitting there eating the lab-grown meat. Some of us will actually want like the old grass-fed, organic, you mm-hmm. know, actual clean meat without any steroids or uh, additional chemicals because that stuff is poisonous. All right. Speaking about putting stuff in your body, how about artificial organ transplants on a regular basis? You know, having artificial kidneys and hearts and basically everything else inside your body that's artificial. What do we think? Boom or bust for artificial organ transplants? I think that's going to happen. Yeah, that'll definitely be really. A thing. So you yeah. got so you guys think about the food. You think the one thing you think it's even more likely that we'll have artificial organs than we will have artificial food. In well, our if, system. if people if people were doing the right thing uh, and putting themselves on the you know, organ donation registries, mm-hmm. which you know saves lives. <laughs> sure. I mean, there's lots of proof of of that all over the world, mm-hmm. and you probably wouldn't have to rely on on you know synthetic organs but i think you know it's it's because the need tends to outweigh the supply i think you may need you may see a lot more of it we're, we're becoming machines i mean it's like terminator i mean this is what's happening then we you know artificial food artificial organs inside our body we're basically becoming com- human computers you ever have an organ inside your body <laughs> not that i can't say that i have artificial Do you or want or, one <laughs> <laughs> artificial or otherwise by the way you guys are pretty Pretty much right in line with people. 68%. We are very average people. 68% of people believe the artificial organ transplants will become a real thing. I would have said we're below average in a lot of ways. That's true, too. (laughs) But 
<laughs> not when it comes to predicting the future, guys. So congratulations on oh, that. Oh, hey, that's it? <clears throat> no, there's, there's no more. more other stuff on there? There's more. I mean, like do what? You, what do else you want another that? one? Yeah, All one right. more. All right, how about, uh, Lisa, you got 3D printing, got virtual reality, got artificial intelligence. All right, you're, you're right. We should move on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I took the best ones, I think. All right? Good job. Trust it's me. 621 with Back Steven. This is Black Crows on Rock 102 with Back Steven Dave. I met those guys one time in studio uh, in Syracuse. They came in back before they were big. And um, I got pictures of uh, Chris Robinson with my boy Dash when Dash was only about four years old. Now, didn't he just get married? Dash? No, Chris Robinson. <laughs> yeah, of course, Dash. <laughs> yes. Hey, I haven't Th- talked much about it. Thanks for remembering. Bax, I appreciate that. Uh, today is a Thunderbird Thursday. Tommy Cross from the Thunderbirds will be joining us after uh, 8 o'clock. Uh, okay, it's not really quite a Thunderbird Thursday <laughs> because we just happen to have a Thunderbird on. It's not, yeah, we, and we it happens to be Thursday. We don't have any prize packs or anything uh, fancy to give away. We don't? No, we don't. Can we just dig something up and, and like make our own prize package? <laughs> yeah, okay. Something up. Yeah. You, oh. if, if you want to if you want to uh, answer to that later on, go right ahead. <laughs> Speaking of digging stuff up, did you see Alex from our office yesterday claim he thinks there's a dead body buried outside somewhere? Why does he think that? I don't know. He said there's a big lump outside in the, in the lot next to us here at Rock 102. No, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of things. I out mean, there. you're you're an East Lomito. Some crazy <laughs> stuff happens in this town from time to time. Actually, in this parking lot, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and now it's time for the day I with Big Steve. It's at the point now where you're starting to sound like you have some sort of traumatic brain injury. I do have a traumatic brain injury. <laughs> I'm just saying, right. every introduction sounds like you're mm-hmm. you're uh, you're you're grasping at something. Uh, today, I learned about the Journal of Porn Studies, dedicated to the understanding of the cultural, economic, historical, legal, and social impact of pornography. Hmm. That sounds interesting. It's the first dedicated international peer-reviewed journal to critically explore those cultural products and services designated as pornographic and their cultural and all that stuff I just mentioned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Porn studies will publish innovative work examining specifically sexual and explicit media forms, their connection to wider media landscapes, and their links to the broader spheres of of sex work across uh, historical periods (coughs) and (laughs) national context. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yes, I was, uh, I gave up magazines years ago. (sighs) I would totally subscribe to this. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds awesome. And we did that story about the uh, college in Utah that's offering an entire course in porno- pornography as well. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not trusting anybody from Utah to teach me about sex. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. not. You know? Yeah. Although, you know, don't uh, don't kid yourself. You know, I'm sure there's some stories to tell. I uh, once stood uh, Did you ever check out Mormon Tube on Lobster Tube? No. It's not no, that exciting. I haven't. It's not that exciting. Nope. I once stood 3 feet away from Mr. Ron Jeremy. Yes. (laughs) That's gross. That's about as close as you want to get. Impressive, huh? Well, I couldn't get any closer. (laughs) Ah, I see what you did there. That's what was crawling on your skin the other day. Yeah, no, I think that's it. He's only like five foot nothing. Really? He's like a little tiny guy. Well, I mean, he's a big, fat, sweaty man. But (laughs) yeah, uh, yeah, he's a a lot shorter Hmm. than you think. Okay. And um, in height. Yes. But not... Well, he wasn't showing that off where Why I not? where I saw him, but uh, I was uh, surprised to, to to see that like that that's all there is to him. He's like this tiny little sweaty, smelly man. That's it. Hmm. How did oh. he get so famous? I, I, I don't know. He, he defies understanding. 
Well, there you go. Yeah. I just learned something new. There you have it. There's two things to, on Today I Learned with Matt, Steve, and Dave on Rock 102. Coming up next in the news, apparently when you're guilty of a bribery, you can still come back as a politician. Details straight ahead on Rock 634. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Aquapump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. So, Bax, yesterday we were discussing the east-west rail system. There was more of that going on yesterday when two of the top candidates for governor of the state of Massachusetts got together in a forum to talk about that and other issues. Both State Senator Sonia Chang-Diaz and Attorney General Maura Healey, running for governor of Massachusetts, both agreeing that the east-west rail system that would connect Western Mass with Boston. A good idea. So maybe we are going to move forward with that after all. Now, where they disagreed, Chang Diaz, the underdog in the race for governor of Massachusetts, pressured her rival, Maura Healey, to return $50,000 in fossil fuel campaign contributions. They're focusing on climate change during that portion of the forum last night. Yeah, you know, uh, that's all very well and good, but that's uh, that's got to be everybody, not just Massachusetts. And mm-hmm. so East-West Rail, I think, is probably better for Massachusetts if yeah. we're going to pick and choose. No, no, they're, they're, both, they're both down with the East-West Rail thing. It's just they disagree on the whole climate change thing and the fact that Maura Healy is getting money from lobbyists along that regard. Meantime, in Springfield, more FaceTime for the team of Clark and Olinoff. Recently fired Chicopee School Superintendent Lynn Clark and her lawyer arraigned yesterday on a federal charge of lying to the FBI over her alleged extortion attempt of former lover Richard Henry, the captain on the Chicopee Police Force. So Ms. Clark was there with her lawyer, Jared Olinoff, pleading not guilty in U.S. District Court to two counts of misleading FBI agents. Badge bunny. There she is, (laughs) hopping around. Well, it is the Easter season after all. Well, yeah. Now it's the Easter season. Oh, oh, I see hey, what you did, did there. That's, there. That's offensive in yeah, so many different inappropriate ways. About. Yeah, I yeah. know. That's uh-huh, insensitive. Uh-huh. Also, a Hampton Superior Court judge hearing emotional pleas yesterday from the wives of two Springfield police officers moments before their sentencings in the Nathan Bills assault case. Officers Daniel Billingsley and Christian Cicero both avoiding jail sentences after a jury had convicted the pair of assault and battery in the beating of civilians after a dust-up at the East Forest Park pub in 2015. But Judge Mark Mason yesterday sentenced the pair to just probation, stunning the courtroom crowd, which expected jail time for the pair. Well, you know, if you can't be disciplined for bad things that you do as a police officer, what can you be disciplined for? Mm-hmm. Well, these... Uh, Two officers have their wives to well, thank for yeah. making these emotional pleas in front of the judge. I think it helped. Did they all go to Nathan Bills and celebrate afterwards? <laughs> they probably did. <laughs> Doesn't say. It was probably quite a hoot nanny in the parking lot, too. Yeah. Give me some of that fried chicken. Battered thighs, please. <laughs> Former state senator Diane Wilkerson <laughs> caught red-handed in 2008, shoving hundreds of dollars into her shirt after accepting a bribe from a federal informant and found guilty might be eyeing a comeback to the Boston seat she resigned from over those federal bribery charges more than a decade ago. That's heartwarming to see. Wilkerson uh, has pulled papers to run for the second Suffolk seat, according to a report yesterday in MassLive.com. 
You know, um, we have seen on a couple of occasions politicians in the state of Massachusetts, sometimes even local ones, Mm -hmm. doing really stupid, possibly illegal, questionable things during their political career. Right. And then maybe they serve time in jail, for example, or uh, censured in some way. Mm -hmm. And yet there's something deep inside them that says, you know what, after I get out, I'm going to run again. Remember a certain somebody who came in here uh, saying that uh, he was going to run for office again after uh, a very public and embarrassing situation? And, and of course, is the same guy that sent the letter to the FCC about uh, our show. Remember that guy? I don't remember that guy. Which Uh, one was that? Chris Asselin. Oh, that one. You remember that one? I remember that one. I was going to say, there's been so many corrupt politicians on this show (laughs) that uh, I can't keep track. Yeah. See, See, here's the thing. Um, yeah, I really only have one chance in politics to do it the right way. Okay. It's very rare when someone can make uh, a comeback and, and do great. Nixon had a comeback. Marion Barry. Marion Barry. You know, Buddy Cianci had a comeback. Providence, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, but those are, those are very specific mm-hmm. incidents. Sure. Uh, I think if you're taking bribes and you're shoving them in your brassiere, it's kind of hard to recover from that and try to claw your way back into office. Jeez, I don't know. I think, you know, any publicity is good publicity when it comes to radio DJs or politicians. People have a willingness to forget. Yeah, they don't forget everything. Legalized gambling looks like it'll be a go in Massachusetts, perhaps by the end of this year, but maybe only for pro sports. That's due to a request from the presidents and athletic directors of the eight Massachusetts colleges and universities that have Division I sports programs. So according to Long Meadow Senator Eric Lesser, who's running for lieutenant governor, he had an interview with Mass Live yesterday. He defended the prohibition tied to college athletes, arguing they're not paid or protected through collective bargaining agreements, unlike their professional counterparts. So we may be able to legally gamble on pro sports, maybe not college sports, if this all goes through. Actually, the timing is pretty good because mm-hmm. uh, it reported yesterday that Mark Emmert, the guy in charge of the NCAA, is stepping down mm-hmm. uh, next year, which means they've got a full year to try to find someone who can replace the damage that he's, that this guy left in his wake. Right. Now's not a good time for there to be a negotiated you know, agreement between college sports mm-hmm. and uh, and sports books. I think you know that the the timing for college sports is right to try to avoid this because it's like a rudderless ship at yep. the NCAA. And it, and you could see where the NCAA could be seriously compromised because there's now this lame duck period. Mm-hmm. They need a strong leader in there. So if they wind up doing something with collegiate sports, with a strong leader in there, maybe I got a better chance of making this happen the right way as opposed to, uh, to turning into a, like a, a ridiculous farce. A strong leader of the NCAA like uh, Charles Barkley or Shaq, somebody like that to lead the NCAA. Well, to be honest, uh, there's nothing Shaq can't do. So <laughs> I, know, right? I would take Shaq over Mark Emmert any day. All right. We'll see how that all plays out. And Tropicana has created the first breakfast cereal you're supposed to pour orange juice over instead of milk. No. Yeah. Hey, it's real. It's here. It's called Tropicana Crunch. Unfortunately, you can't buy it. They're actually giving away boxes next week for National Orange Juice Day. The cereal itself, honey and almond flavors, are supposed to counteract the tartness of the juice and go better with OJ than with milk. 
I go to the uh, screwdriver breakfast cereal. There you go. I like that one yeah. better. Oh, that, that's a good one too. Well, to you know, listen, they, they come out with all these vodkas, a Fruit Loop vodka, Fruity Pebbles vodka. All the, cut out the middleman. Mm-hmm. Just uh, take the breakfast cereal, pour some vodka over it, maybe some orange juice to mm-hmm. give it a little bit of flavor. Okay, and boom, you got yourself a breakfast of champions. Mm. I had a significant other one time. I used to just go straight vodka before work. Found empty bottles everywhere. No kidding. Yeah. Huh. Was it a hidden thing? Was she trying oh, to hide it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you provide any reason for her two drinks uh, starting early? I, I think I think I inherited this issue from oh, her see. previous relationship. Oh, I, I, gotcha. I don't think it was caused by me. And then uh, what was the, the confrontation when you said, hey... Uh, well, uh, these aren't my vodka bottles. Yeah, uh, the ones I was vodka fi- bottles the, are these. Yeah, the empty ones I was finding, say, in the closet, yeah. underneath the laundry, or maybe down in the garage that she hadn't thrown out yeah. uh, or recycled. They were just kind of stashed behind a garbage can. Did, those? Did, you mean those bottles? Yeah, those. Did yeah. she tell you these things must have drunk themselves? There wasn't any explanation necessary because she literally passed out one night. And we thought she had died, so we had to call. Oh. We had to call nine one one, and the emergency crews came and took her away. And there was some in time in, uh, yeah, some of those. What do they call them there? Though the facilities, those treatment facilities. The, sure. Yeah. And yet really, somehow this relationship wasn't able to survive. And sadly, I find that hard to believe. Sadly, she did pass away after, oh, after well, our relationship from was over. drinking. No, it was cancer, unfortunately. Well, I'm sure the drinking didn't help that. Uh, Maybe anything. not. But uh, man, you picked some real winners. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Thanks for thanks for all dragging us down with the yeah. saddest story I've ever heard. Another good reminder why I'm all alone in my apartment in Enfield, Connecticut. That's what Tinder's for. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Coming up next, a heartwarming tale on Take Your Child to Work Day, part of the Mass Hat, straight ahead on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck, they make the Rock 102 shirts that we wear and give out to you at events. Find them online at ggings.com. ggings.com. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 6.50. And Led Zeppelin with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Uh, yeah! Going to be a nice day today. Uh, sunny and a high of 52 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 57. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Rock 102 and uh, Swing Oil Beer are giving you the Rock 102 Golf Club. This is one of the best deals for any golfer you're going to find anywhere. 12 rounds of golf at some of the area's gre- uh, best courses like the Ledges, Wyckoff, uh, Brattleboro, and many others for only 199 bucks. That's less than $17 a round. Get one for you or a friend. It makes a great gift. Again, brought to you by the Swing Oil Beer Company and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 651. And... Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat. Going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. On Take Your Child to Work Day today, Emily Anderson celebrated a few days early after vandalizing a business Tuesday night with her young kids along to help. The 30-year-old in Lincoln, Nebraska, somehow got into a brick and tile store through an unlocked door and trashed the place. She knocked over shelves. She flipped over equipment. She tossed toolboxes around, ripped open bags. One of her kids was inside helping her out, while the other one stayed in the car, maybe as a lookout. 
Who knows? All right, but at least families are doing yeah. things together. Right. Isn't that kind of nice yeah. in a way? It is. Well, I said it was going to be a heartwarming tale. It is heartwarming. Yeah. Well, when you don't, uh, when you don't have uh, parents doing things with their kids and letting them play on electronics. Come on, kids. We're going out to rob someplace. Mm. A tile store. Yeah. At one point, <laughs> she also found some spray paint and wrote her own name on the outside of the building. <laughs> Along with the word mine. That huh. made that made it pretty easy for police to figure out who it was. Yeah, that sounds like a clue. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, how'd they figure out? Wait a minute. How did that make it? Because she wrote mine on it? And her, na- her, own, her name. own name. Her own name. Yeah. Uh, she should have put her address and phone number there. Make it a little bit easier. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the cops are smart enough to figure that yeah, out. It was Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, and congrats to the 30-year-old. She's, I guess, the mom of the week here on Take Your Child to Work Day. Uh, that's nice. As long as we're handing out awards for the Mass Hat, how about the students at Georgia Tech attempting a Guinness World Record by creating a 4.2-mile hopscotch course on the campus of Georgia Tech? They've been in contact with the Guinness World Records since last October, and they're still waiting to hear back from Guinness about whether their attempt was successful for a world record. A 4.2-mile Hopscotch course. You know, the thing about the uh, the Guinness Book of World Records, there are very specific rules uh, for world records. Like if something doesn't exist mm-hmm. already, if there's if it, there's a world record that has not ever been attempted, right? You know, you need you need documented proof. Yes. You need video. Yes. You need affidavits. You need all that stuff to get into the book. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to try to beat something that already does exist, it's a whole different set of standards. It's a big pan. Listen, breaking a world record. It's not. Uh, it's not everything. It's cracked up to be. Have you tried? Yeah, we did once, and it was uh, an unmitigated disaster. It was a. Uh, <sighs> this is this goes back uh, like thirty some odd years or so, but uh, worked for a radio station where people had to sit and rock in rocking chairs, uh-huh. and the last one in the chair would win a car. Oh. And uh, the problem with that is after like five days of sleep deprivation and motion sickness, Mm -hmm. there was vomiting, there was hallucinating, Mm. there was violence. Yeah. (laughs) It was awful. And it all had to be videotaped because they were expecting, I think, I don't know, it was like 10 days, 12 days or whatever it was, was the world record. Sure. That if they beat the world record, they'd have to have documentation of it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, there's no way this could have been worth it. Even after like two days, we're like, can we stop this because it's awful? Well, there's two mass hat candidates there. Why don't we just throw in a third and you folks listening in can decide who gets the gold, silver, and bronze. A man in Dunedin, Florida, facing charges after he allegedly trapped a minor in a locker room at the Clearwater Crunch Fitness Club and kissed him without his consent. According to police, James Trevor Byron Thompson, four names, walked up to the young victim inside the locker room and started talking to him about love and being a vegan. He then tried to kiss him and said he was Jesus Christ, which is why he was able to get away with it. See, when you said minor, I was thinking one of those guys with a little headlamp on his head yeah. uh, going down. Like chopping, a minor 49er kind of thing. Chopping coal with a parakeet uh, to make sure that he doesn't die. <laughs> right. I didn't uh, I didn't think it an actual minor, like yeah. a child. Well, and who's to say that James Trevor Byron Thompson is not Jesus? I mean, after all, I mean, Jesus is everywhere, right? Not there. Uh, not I, there. This is my favorite occurrence of Jesus. 
with a 911 call. Half point 911, what is your emergency? Yes, this is Jesus Christ, and I just broke into the Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, and what was your name again? My name is Jesus. What's your last name, Jesus? Christ. Okay, and you eat a pizza? Yeah, had a Mountain Dew. There you go. Now that may be the real Jesus Christ right there. A pizza and a Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh... Jesus was more of a Papa John's kind of guy. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. think he was, actually. <laughs> well, I don't know. You see some of those verses in the Bible matching up with that CEO? I think they're pretty similar. I was going to say Little Caesars, but, you know, that whole Roman thing yeah, didn't work yeah, out didn't, so good yeah. with him. Coming up next, the 102-second sports, a little preview of the NFL draft tonight, and a former top draft pick in the NFL screws up big time at an AHL game. We'll have the audio from that straight ahead on Rock 102. following takes place between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. It is almost 7 a.m. Windy and cool today with elevated fire hazard concerns due to the heavy winds we'll be getting. Highs in the low 50s for today, warming up into the 60s for the weekend. The weather is brought to you by Health New England. They're here for you every step of the way. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Basketball. Celtics will get the Bucks Sunday in Game 1 of the next round of the playoffs. The Bucks over the Bulls last night to win that series. Also, Golden State closed out their series and advanced to the next round of the playoffs. Speaking of the playoffs, the Springfield Thunderbirds heading into the playoffs after tomorrow's final regular season game against Providence. We'll have defenseman Tommy Cross from the T-Birds joining us after 8 a.m. to talk about all of that. In the NHL, the Bruins host the Sabres tonight at 7. You can hear that one on our sister station, Laser 98.5. In baseball, the Red Sox beat Toronto 7-1. Xander Bogarts a 4-for-4 night. He's now hitting 397. That leads the American League. The Red Sox are at Toronto again this afternoon at 3.07. And, of course, the NFL draft is tonight. Wide receiver and cornerback are hot-button possibilities for the Patriots, but when it comes down to the ultimate common-sense pick, it may be a matter of taking, quote, the best player available. In three separate mock drafts, New England would take Georgia linebacker Quay Walker or Utah linebacker Devin Lloyd, or Northern Iowa offensive tackle Trevor Penning, who is considered to be a Logan Mankins clone. And speaking of football, former Dallas Cowboys top draft pick Micah Parsons, the linebacker, had never even watched a hockey game before, and it was evident. He was in his hometown state of Pennsylvania recently for the ceremonial puck drop at the Hershey Bears-Syracuse Crunch game. And he walked out to center ice and just dropped the puck. Here's ESPN talking about it. Micah Parsons, football star, being asked to drop the puck at an AHL game in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Watch. Just go out there and drop the puck. And that's what he does. (laughs) Again, he's supposed to wait, JJ, for the captains to come out. This is why communication matters. I'm not sure anybody told him what he was supposed to do. Clearly not. And that's Neek's point. Like, they said, go out there and drop the puck. He said, gotcha, coach. Micah Parsons dropping the puck before the players had even made their way out to center ice. That's the kind of guy that you want to draft number one. Absolutely. That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next, there was a big brawl in Major League Baseball last night. Bax covers that in his view from the couch on Rock 102. Prices on everything have been going up. Food, gas, cars. And now, Bax's view from the couch. 
Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, here's an interesting statistic. The New York Mets are currently holding on to the best record in baseball. Yes, that's right. I said the New York Mets with a record of 14 wins and 6 losses. That represents a significant improvement over last year when they finished 11 games, 11 and a half games out. In fact, it's been 6 years since the Mets have had a winning record. And even that didn't go very well when they had one. However, they're just leading the ma- they're not just leading the major league in wins, they're also leading the major league in another in- interesting stat as well. Apparently, the Mets are leading the league and getting hit by pitches. In fact, the Mets have been plunked by opposing pitchers an amazing 19 times this season. That's incredible. Last night, they reached number 19 when Mets left fielder J.D. Davis was hit in the foot in the eighth inning by St. Louis reliever Genesis Cabrera. Unfortunately, Davis was forced to leave the game because getting hit in the foot happens to be very painful. Now, in the game of baseball, there is an understanding, an unwritten rule, if you will, that if you throw a ball at a player, you run the risk of retaliation later on in the game. This is perhaps why Mets reliever uh, Johan Lopez threw one of his pitches at the head of Cardinals third baseman Nolan Arenando, the result of which left Arenando feeling angry and unfairly singled out. And as a result, he sparked a bench-clearing brawl in which arms and legs were swimming all akindo the result of which led to his immediate ejection from the game. Now, you might say, isn't this unspoken rule of retaliation just a brutal justification for inciting violence in an otherwise gentlemanly game which is supposed to be governed by good sportsmanship and fair play? Well, when your team's been hit by pitches 19 times, seven more times than any other team in baseball, then the answer is no. If you throw a baseball at one of my guys to the plate, then you can expect to receive a little chin music right to the puss because that's good teamwork. So why are the Mets getting hit 19 times after only playing 20 games a season? Probably because they're in the way. Although I would suggest that they stop doing that because it appears to be getting in everybody's way. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Great grill, great summer. Yeah, it's only April. Perfect time to go out and check out all the great grills at Rocky's. The Weber gas grills, the charcoal Weber kettles, the big green egg, the Traeger wood fire pellet grill, your grilling destination is at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-12 and ACDC in Rock 102. Heavy winds today and into tomorrow, which means, you know, there's that danger of fire hazards. They're warning us from the National Weather Service. Highs in the low 50s today. Still kind of chilly. Hey, can you turn my uh, my PC on there? Uh, yes, Steve. Of course, you're on. All right, let's see. I got you. Uh, all right. Oh, okay. All right. Working. Let's see. Uh, At that. the first Thanksgiving, pilgrims. Hi. Okay. Here's an impression of John Wayne on the first Thanksgiving. I'm John Wayne. At the first Thanksgiving, pilgrims. Happy Thanksgiving, pilgrims. <laughs> hey, pilgrims. Happy <laughs> Thanksgiving, pilgrims. It's me, John Wayne. All right. Hey there, sir. Welcome to my pharmacy. Can I help you? Here's John Wayne at the first Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> pilgrims. <laughs> yeah, you like that? Okay, here's John Wayne Bobbitt at the first Thanksgiving. Where's my penis, pilgrims? <laughs> and here's John Wayne Gacy at the first Thanksgiving. I want to dress up like a clown and have sex with children and kill them, pilgrims. <laughs> He killed. 
He did. Uh, <laughs> Crush the big room. Yeah. I've been watching this thing on uh, on Netflix. It is part of their uh, Conversations with a Killer series. This is the John Wayne Gacy tapes. I just started watching this the other day. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, wow. This guy was crazy. Like, I don't think, I think you just, because you don't really get into what he did until you, you hear it from his own mouth. Yeah, well, you know, I think uh, when you like, they had like the uh, the Ted Bundy tapes. Yeah, come out like uh, like two years ago. You know, I mean, Ted Bundy was was crazy, but uh, you know, he kind of was reserved. You know, it's yeah. like uh, he was uh, he played it very close to the vest. Well, there was also a window into his soul as to why he did that stuff. It was all based on his childhood being very very oppressive. Well, that's how mm-hmm. a lot of these guys yeah. are. But uh, but uh, John Wayne Gacy, I mean, is a he was a party clown. Yeah. You know, he liked to he liked to perform. He was very uh, full of himself too. That because he was so com- because he was getting away with all of these murders and sexual assaults that, mm-hmm. that that he was doing with these these young men, and he had this. Uh, it's, it's really interesting to finally get a picture of the story about how he was just this normal guy. Yep. Who. Was it was very? He wanted people to like him. He wanted like uh, politicians to like him. He was like a head of this Democratic Party uh, thing in his in his area of Chicago that that he was from. So he wanted all these people to come over to these barbecues, and then they're saying like, "Oh, he he would have these lavish parties." And then the the police officer would be like, "They weren't lavish parties. It, they were backyard barbecues." And he would just throw these <laughs> like beer drinking things. But it was interesting how. He got caught uh, with this missing boy who was, I think it was like 17 years old. And he worked at this farm, this boy worked at this pharmacy that John Wayne Gacy had gone in to do some estimates for, he owned a construction company, John Wayne Gacy did. So he was doing some estimates for the owner of the pharmacy saying, uh, you know, this is the things we can do to repair this place. Well, he was very handy. (laughs) And uh, that same day that John Wayne Gacy was in there, he also had a meeting with one of the boys that worked at at that boy at the the drugstore. Right. And then he went missing after that. So, of course, you know, they're trying to figure out who's doing what. Who, where, where this kid went, what time did he leave with him, and all this other stuff. But they can't really pin him. If they don't have a body, they can't, you know, link can't it charge to him. It to him. Can't yeah. link it to right. him. Yep. Well, the girl that the boy worked with at the drugstore was borrowed the boy's coat because she worked at the front of the store, and Chicago's very cold in the wintertime, so when people opened the door, she would get cold. So she put on this coat. Well, when she did that... She also dropped off her own film at the pharmacy, put the receipt tag in the guy's coat. So when they went to John Gacy's house, they found the receipt in that the belonged to that girl. Mm-hmm. It was it was wild how like things happen, how yeah. how uh, people le- make mistakes, and then it leads to their demise mm-hmm. because. He was he was uh, denying the, the the thing at all like he that he even talked to the kid but he did he had a, like a long conversation with him he was going to hire him for his construction company he liked boys a lot yes he uh, he certainly did and some of the accounts from these people who had interactions with him there was the one guy who was uh, you know they met up with him they went over and played pool at his house and then he uh, the two other guys left. This guy was going to stay there because he was drunk, mm-hmm. 
and then he wakes up to John Wayne Gacy with a gun to his ear. It was like with the cl- with the clown outfit on, or no, 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 no. no. no, no. That, that, this is in his spare time. <laughs> okay, the, the clown thing he did as like he did it as part of this Democratic Party thing. He was right. He would volunteer to do be a clown for the parades and things like so that. That was just his cover in public. Yeah, he didn't actually use that at all when he was torturing and killing people. Right, mm-hmm. and then he comes up basically with his own defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he figures out that he can say, "I'm crazy." All these things that led up to me doing these things to these young men. I'm the real victim here. Of course. Yeah. Until they found all the bodies buried below his house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, of which was... there were 26 uh, bodies under in this crawl space. He killed yeah. 33 people. Well, yeah. they, uh, the investigators say they wound up getting a second, a second warrant to search his home because they didn't find anything the first time. But they got a warrant to search his home the second time, and that's when one of the detectives went crawling through the crawl space. They were only looking for this one boy, the one boy that worked at the drugstore, yeah. right? Because this is like now almost two weeks after the kid goes missing. They're in the crawl space of this house, and the guy goes, oh, found a bone. And it was a, he goes, it was a shoulder sticking out. Yeesh. But the guy goes, this was way too decomposed to be this kid from two weeks ago. And that's when they started pulling out knees, kneecaps, and, and things like that. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my God. Do you guys ever see it, – it's been canceled, unfortunately, but it's actually a really cool series that was on Netflix called Mindhunter. Yes. Mm-hmm. You saw it? Yeah. I, I wasn't a big fan of it. Um, but I know what you're well, talking you're about. Well, you're wrong because it was really good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it, was, it was it was basically about these uh, these guys in the FBI yep. that started this, uh, like the psychological profiling of serial killers back in like the late '50s, early '60s, I think. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, it, some of it is 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 fictionalized, but you know, basically, this did start with some FBI guys who would interview serial killers to kind of get into their mindset. Mm-hmm. And Ed Kemper, who uh, was one of these uh, serial killers was the first to to talk to them and the guy just wanted to talk about everything and it's it was a really interesting idea for a show they didn't interview you know gacy but you know you know there's a corridor in uh, northern illinois and southern wisconsin <laughs> southern to central wisconsin where you've had john wayne gacy ed gein and jeffrey dahmer yeah. all all in the same yeah. you know 50, 60, 70 mile uh, space. Neighbors, if you will. Maybe 100 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, having <laughs> having lived so close to Jeffrey Dahmer, mm-hmm. you know, when they discover what's been going on in your home and you realize, uh, ooh, this is much worse than it seemed, it's, it, it's like the most bizarre thing ever. I mean, just think about like uh, Stuart Weldon in Springfield. I was just going to say that. The just think about that guy. Springfield. I mean, that guy, you know, his uh, his body count, thankfully, was so much less than what it could have been. But nevertheless, when they're when they got that house surrounded, there's police tape, there's tenting all over the place. so You can't see them, you know, excavating the backyard. I mean, it's just it, it's it's amazing how, you know, what you think in your head. Like, mm-hmm. like you, all of a sudden, like the story starts to build by rumor, by yeah. word of mouth, sure. and it gets way out of hand. With the Gacy situation, you know, nobody expected to find twenty six bodies 
on that property. Mm-hmm. But they just, it, like you said, they just kept pulling out piece after piece after piece, and it was like the biggest story in the world for a while. No one expects the Inquisition. Uh, you guys both recommended series mm-hmm. just now. I'll recommend one for the person with the grisly sensibility. It's called The Alienist. Have you seen this series? No, no. It's fiction, and it's about a guy in the late 1890s in New York investigating crimes using psychology, uh, using hypnosis, using fingerprinting, which was just coming into vogue at the time. Fascinating. Really, really good fiction. The Alienist. There's a season one and a season two. Really so good. Does the alien dress up like a clown and do children's birthday parties? It's it's yeah. just it's just as sick. Believe me. But you know it's yeah. interesting, like because like the in the Gacy situation, yeah. you know all this is happening before DNA evidence is really being used. I mean <laughs> everything is on his property, and the more you dig, the the sicker it gets. Yep. And you know, you see the paintings and you what? see the you see the women who are writing to John Wayne Gacy wanting to marry him in prison. Right. The, the funny thing you mentioned about the, you know, the forensic part of it, the forensic extent was the ripped off receipt to that envelope that matched the photo envelope. And yeah. that's how they met. Mm-hmm. That's how they placed him, you know, with that that kid's yep. coat. Sure. Because that preparation tear matched exactly sure. when they put it back up to the envelope. It's pretty wild how mm-hmm. things happen, uh, you know, haphazardly, if you yeah. will, that the lady didn't mean to do that. And I'll recommend one more along those same lines that you just mentioned there yeah. about putting forensic stuff together. If you saw and liked Silence of the Lambs, watch a movie called Manhunter. Manhunter. Oh, my God. It's like the precursor to Silence of the Lambs. And oh, that's a, an old movie. Th- yes. There's yeah. a different guy playing Hannibal Lecter, Brian Cox. He's fantastic. That's a, that's a real good movie. And and the lead guy, the lead investigator, is William Peterson. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah, good movie. Yeah. All right. It's uh, 723 with Back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. The Rock 102 Golf Club is on sale now. Presented by Swing. It's 733. With back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, enjoy the April showers discount. 60% off installation. Log on to yankeehome.com. Time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. UMass Amherst may move to fire Michael Henson, a former academic department head who faces charges of child exploitation after pleading guilty yesterday to a lesser count of secretly photographing a person's intimate area. Henson's a 58-year-old Amherst resident is accused of taking dozens of explicit photos of a then 16-year-old girl over a period of eight months back in 2020. She testified, and he's in trouble, obviously. That's not going to be good for business. That's not going to be good for anybody. Mm. Emergency crews responding to a report of a three-car accident on Union Street in Springfield last night. Western Mass News crews there on the scene shortly after 10 p.m., Three cars on the scene, with one of them, a small SUV, rolled over onto its roof. You don't see that often in the streets of Springfield or anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, you don't see that. According to a Springfield police officer, nobody was injured. The scene was cleared just before 1030 last night. State Senator Sonia Chang-Diaz, the underdog in the mass gubernatorial primary, pressured rival Attorney General and candidate for Governor Maura Healy yesterday to return $50,000 in fossil fuel campaign contributions. They had a heated climate-focused forum discussion last night. And while they disagreed on that, they did agree on the east-west rail system that would connect Western Mass with Boston. So maybe we're getting closer and closer to that reality. 
and also to legalize gambling in the state of Massachusetts, perhaps by the end of the year, but only for pro sports because of a request from the presidents and athletic directors of eight Massachusetts colleges and universities that have Division I sports programs. They feel that it would be unfair and According to Longmeadow Senator Eric Lesser, who's running for lieutenant governor, he defended the prohibition tied to college athletes, arguing they're not paid or protected through collective bargaining agreements, unlike their professional counterparts. So maybe we'll get gambling on pro sports, but maybe not college sports. I want to do high school sports. Yeah, why not? You know what? Junior Uh, high school sports. Yeah, let's see if uh, Longmeadow can uh, beat the crap out of East Longmeadow. Uh, 20 to 1 shot. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I the see Titans you. and the Lancer. What's the Lancers and the, the Lancers and the uh, Spartans? Spartans, Spartans, yeah. Spartans. There you go. Well, your problem is you're not going to find anybody to bet with on that. Everyone, all all everybody cares about is the NFL and uh, the NCAA basketball tournament. I think when it yeah, comes but to you, gambling in some areas of the country, though. High school football is a huge deal. So, uh, yeah, Listen. if you're gonna if you're gonna run a little sports book. Like in your in your like at the back of your car or something like that or in your basement. You ain't kidding about that uh, high school football thing. I remember coming uh, driving from Florida years ago into Georgia on I seventy five, and as soon as you come into the border of Georgia, I don't even know what high school it is, but you would th- would think that it was an NFL stadium. This thing was yeah huge. Huge, and the, the obviously there's thousands upon thousands of kids that go to the school, but also how nice everything was. Mm-hmm. It was not; they weren't just treating this like, uh, "Hey, let's raise twenty thousand dollars for the lights on the field at the high school." You know, this is this was an <laughs> elaborate, you know, probably tens of millions of dollars to build this. Stadium. Yeah, with like a like a parade atmosphere outside, yeah. the, you know, with all with all the. The food trucks and uh, everything else. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's crazy. I want to bet on that. Hey, we got a down telephone pole on Grattan Street, Chicopee. Single car crash happened earlier this morning. And FBI, uh, excuse me, local police are warning people to avoid that area, according to the. What's yeah. that? The FBI. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're involved kinda, in a I was going to say, they're kind of <laughs> yeah, ramping up things a little bit. I was reading from another story simultaneously. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. A little That's bit out of their jurisdiction to be worried about traffic problems. You know, the city of Chicopee's mayor's office released the information about Verizon on the scene as we speak, repairing that down telephone pole. The whole area is to be avoided. So that's ongoing. Just be careful if you're driving through that area this morning in Chicopee. Well, it's not a very heavily traveled area, so luckily, no, no one drives on that street. Luckily, no one will be affected by that, <laughs> other than half the town. Right. That's Grattan Street between Delaire Avenue and McKinstry Avenue. Oh, that's the least ah, traveled that, part of yeah, Grattan that's, Street. That's <laughs> the rural part of Chicopee. Is that right? So, no problems there. Hey, if there's an emoji you'd like to add. Now's the time to submit your ideas. There's something called the Unicode Consortium. The submission process is complicated, but you can submit your ideas for new emojis, and now is the time. They're considering them as we speak. A few have already apparently been rejected. The angry poop emoji, yeah, a no-go. Bitcoin and other bit types of emojis have been rejected. A marijuana leaf as an emoji, no go. Wait, the, the smiling poop emoji, that's not going anywhere. Angry, angry poop. Oh, angry. Angry poop. Oh, I would love to have that. 
Well, you ain't going to get it because they rejected that idea. I believe that's called the grumpy. It is called a grumpy. And how can they have a smiling poop emoji and not an angry one? Yeah, well, I think there should be a counterbalance. Yeah. No marijuana leaf. Sorry, Steve. Well, you can just, uh, if you just type in the word leaf, it'll come up with green. Then you can type in smoke and okay. uh, people yeah. get the idea. Kind of put it together. Uh, a condom emoji has been rejected. Two different dumpster fire emojis. A hangover emoji. Emojis but of feet. Floss. But are they saying why these things are rejected? It doesn't. Maybe we could get a hold of somebody at the Unicode Consortium and have them explain the process. Yeah, to get us. that for next hour, Steve. Mm. Yeah, I'm right on it. Uh, the the other rejected emojis again: feet, floss, flip flops, Jesus, a tampon, a mic drop. Yeah, a pinky swear. You know the um. How many emojis do you actually use? None. I mean, I know new ones come well, and go all the time, but you know, I I'm not big. I use the very same, small I'm number. Not big on them. I use the same like four of them, like the LOL mm-hmm. or the LMAFO, right? Or the uh, ha ha ha. Yeah, right. You know, it's usually that kind of thing, or like uh, you know maybe the kiss emoji that I send to you every morning. Mm-hmm. Sure, right. Yeah, there's that. And then, uh, and then there's that uh, that eggplant one with mm-hmm. the uh, spray of water the, coming the, out of and it. And the peach. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's uh, Those are good ones. Those are good ones. You like uh, when I send you those. And there's a woman that's gone viral on LinkedIn. Yeah, why, why wouldn't I like that? Well. Anyway, LinkedIn, I'm sorry. That's right. Uh, this woman's 36-year-old, and uh, she studied at UMass Boston, and she's got a job in Boston, and she's gone viral on LinkedIn for admitting she sits under her desk at work when she's struggling with, quote, overstimulation. It's a good place to take a nap. Right? She doesn't take a nap. She works, and she shows herself working in the photograph that went viral. She says, whenever I do this at work, in other words, work underneath my desk, I get weird looks. I mean, I get it, she says. I'm 36. I'm a fully grown adult with a perfectly adequate ergonomic desk chair, but I like sitting underneath my desk to get away from it all. I bring my laptop down there, and I do my work. All right. Here's what people don't see. All the stress, all the noise, the bright ceiling lights, Mm. a meeting that didn't go so well, a a project that feels overwhelming, constant movement and motion. Which is why we broadcast in the basement. Yeah, with all the mold down here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when she needs to drown everything out, she takes her laptop, sits under the desk, and enjoys the relative peace and physical boundaries down there. She's being both criticized and praised. My uh, safe space is that closet with the ready-to-eat meals in there for the... uh Apocalypse. Well, I can see that. Yeah. What, what else are you keeping in that closet? That's it. All right. You know what I do mm. here at work when I'm feeling particularly stressed? Yeah. yeah. Like I feel like uh, you know I've had as much as I can take. Yeah. I uh, I pack up my stuff <laughs> and I go home. You leave. <laughs> That's what I do. I. I That's I, probably the simplest solution to. Yeah. Yeah. I put my laptop right. in my bag and I and I grab my uh, my travel mug, yeah. put my coat on. I gotcha. Get my keys, grab my phone, and I'm I'm out the door. You so know what, simple. You know what I like to do. I like to go to a place where everybody knows my name. Where would that be yet? Well, it's a it's a friendly neighborhood bar, and mm-hmm. I walk in, and everybody shouts, you know, the names of people as they walk into the bar, and you well, feel you feel like it's a family. They yeah. all yell Coombs. Yes, exactly right. I just love that place. It's a very cheerful, yeah. cheerful place to go. Where is that? Uh, Jiggies, uh, the elbow. What what is that? Uh, Mardi Gras. 
Marty yeah. Crockett. There you go. Steve got it. It's 743 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up in Now Hear This. Don't you remember Woody from the Mardi Gras? <laughs> <laughs> it's a different, I knew. It's a different Woody. <laughs> I've got a quiz for you and Now Hear This straight ahead on Rock 102. It's Black Sabbath on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny and a high of 52 today. Sunny and a high of 57 for tomorrow. It's 40 right now in downtown Springfield. Now hear this. Now hear this. I'm sorry to hear that. Redneck noise, dude. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one from a television show in France inviting all the, quote, weird laughers in the audience to be on stage together. Here we're all eight, cracking up at the same time. Dave, make it stop. Make it stop. <laughs> you know, we didn't even get to the funny laughers yet. Hold on a second. Okay. Remember I was telling you a story? I went on a, a date with a woman, yes. like a first date, and, yep. and she had a laugh. Yes. That's the laugh. That's, That's a, her? That, I swear to Wait, God. the one right at the very end there? Hold on a second. Let me get it again here. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Poor woman. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they hire these people to laugh at television shows. They plant them in the audience on purpose. Just so they can get the other members of the audience going. Yeah, they they used to do that a lot. Um, <clears throat> but, those, uh, but those people should be put in a room and silenced mm. my god those are awful laughs yeah i suppose if you've got a really weird laugh you could call us if you want to uh or, or, or not or don't. yeah that's fine <laughs> clip number two some guy bought a cockatoo about a gaga three or a four yeah, hey, can, can you actually do can i didn't realize they're for sale mm-hmm. ran right into that one didn't i it's a bird guys and it won't stop singing a certain song see if you can pick up the song that this cockatoo is singing. So this is dumb. I just bought a cockatoo from a guy on Craigslist, and it keeps on making these. It keeps on making these noises. If you guys know what he's saying, could you tell me what do you what do you make of this? Hello, pretty bird. What you saying? You got it, guys, or not? No. A song? I don't even know what that is. All right, here it is one more time, just at the very end. What you saying? Oh, let the body to the floor. Oh, oh yeah. Interesting. Yes, the drowning pool classic. Let the bodies hit the floor. That cockatoo, very, very talented. Interesting. And clip number three from a Cincinnati Reds baseball game, a fan named Jacob Kingsley sitting in the stands with his wife, and he was bottle feeding his baby when a foul ball came right at him. Here's what he did. Pops it up. Nice job while feeding the baby. Wow. Holds the bottle, no spillage, baby in perfect bliss, and a souvenir. <laughs> That's sensational. That is. How about that, huh? Not too bad. Yep. You know, uh, bringing a baby to a baseball game... <laughs> Come on. 
what what a waste of money and resources. Well, do you even have to pay for the ticket for a baby? I don't think so. I don't think you do. Well, even if you don't have to pay for a ticket, you're bringing a baby to a thing that you're supposed to be paying attention to and cheering on your team. He did that. He did that to the point uh, where he could catch a foul I'm ball. Sorry. Uh, babies don't belong at ball. Well, parks. maybe they needed a break. Children belong at ball. Maybe parks. they needed a break. This couple. What about the couple who no. wanted a, a, well, get, a no. get a babysitter? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they can't afford a babysitter on well, top. They can afford of a baseball ticket. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, on top of the baseball tickets, they can't afford a babysitter as well. What team was this? The Cincinnati Reds. They lost the game. They can definitely afford. Uh, a babysitter. Why? Because the tickets aren't that expensive at Cincinnati <laughs> nobody, Reds. Nobody wants to go see a Cincinnati Reds expensive game. Expensive everywhere, Steve. Come on, man. I got to support the couple here. They needed a night out. Nobody got hurt. They now enjoyed the game. Now, wouldn't it have been something if the guy catches the ball, gets mm-hmm. so excited, he actually you know spikes the baby into the ground? Mm. I don't think, think that about would, that. That wouldn't be a good ending. It four years old is the uh, that's the that's the, four or five years old. It should be the uh, the age limit of uh, children that you can bring to a ballpark. No, I disagree. I think there are life is is a matter of of gray. Nothing's black or white. This couple could handle it. Maybe not every couple could. Nah, I think he's uh, I think he's a jerk for bringing his children. <laughs> I didn't bring my baby to the ballpark because I don't have a babysitter. Again, his wife was right next to him, and she chimed in afterward. I mean, safety first, obviously. Saw the ball pop up and just wanted to keep him happy. Did my best to protect him at the same time. Reached a hand up, had some fierce competition, but baby first. Here comes the wife. Probably didn't even know what was happening, but this will be a great memory to share with him. It's his first Reds game, and so we have the certificate there, too, and so it'll be awesome. It was, like, the coolest thing ever. All game, I've been like, watch those balls, and he took the job seriously. So the baby's happy, I'm happy, and I'm just impressed. I'm like, who is this man? Yeah. Watch those balls. Exactly. Uh, it was such a happy day we had. We She's, brought our baby to a ballpark. Listen, there's so few so reasons, to, so few reasons to celebrate at a Reds game, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I suppose any any uh, good news is good news. You didn't even catch exactly. a home run ball; you caught a foul ball. You're, you're such a killjoy, Steve. For crying no, out loud, I just Let don't them enjoy believe. The- I don't believe babies should be at a ballpark. That's hey, just not where they should be. Again. A gray situation where this couple was able to do it and enjoy the whole thing. And they got that certificate that they can share with the child later. The child's oh, going nice. to cherish that forever. Actually, the, co- the kid's probably not going to remember a bit of it because no, it's he an won't. infant. He won't, but he'll, but he'll be able to look at the proof of that moment. There's just, Obviously, there's video as well. It's and going he'll viral. not care just like every other teenager <laughs> on the face of the planet. Depends on if he grows up to be a baseball fan, Steve. Could be. It's coming up on 7.55. That's now here this. We've got your 102-second sports straight ahead on Rock 102. Everyone has a project they want to finish. Sometimes it's a dream home improvement, and sometimes it's a necessity. Rock 102 wants to help you get that project done with Pick Your Project built. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 806. And Aerosmith with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's be a nice day today, but it's going to be still chilly for this date. What is it, the April 28th today? Yep. Yeah, it's going to be chilly. Low 50s for the highs and some heavy winds perhaps as well. So there's that uh, fire hazard danger. I, uh, I had the pleasure of watching a girls' softball game last <laughs> night in 45-degree weather. Ooh. Oh, that was nice. That's Let nice. me tell you, Lucky you, lucky you. Well, it's like you couldn't even, uh, you know, you couldn't even uh, get up out of your folding chair because the wind was going to blow it over. Yeah, you know, something, uh, something uh, profound about sitting through any 
child sporting event than freezing cold temperatures, like it's soccer or mm-hmm. you know, something well, like that. You know, they uh, they actually won a game last night, which uh, was that uh, was their first game of the season, and really? they won nice. nine to eight. Wow! How I, about that? And how'd, right. you, how'd your daughter do? She did all right. Yeah, yeah. she's got contact a couple of times. Was what, she uh, jacking dingers in the outfield? Yeah, she's she's not. You know what position? Raised Derek Jeter, but pff, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> what but, position? <laughs> uh, they they rotate positions so because hmm. it's it's a the problem is we don't have like uh, this is just like the local community little league. It's not like we have these extensive programs that other communities may have if you're larger and you have more tax money and right. things like that. Uh, but the, they do pretty well. Mm-hmm. They do pretty well for for being Softball, ten years man. old. That's that's uh, you know, <laughs> Did your kids ever play t-ball? Yeah. Oh my was, god, that's like the worst uh, thing to sit through. Yep. My dash, who I've talked about. You, oh, I, did I tell you he got married? Did recently? he get married? Yeah, that kid. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, Who's he, dash? We we tried him at t-ball, soccer, everything. Total total yeah, failure. Yeah. No interest. No skills. Oh, stop it! I mean, Tommy Carr's on the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tommy Cross is on the. Is on the phone for the uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds. How you doing, Tommy? Hey, good morning. I'm doing well. How are how, you? How was how was Dash's wedding, Tommy? <laughs> We're talking about my son who got married a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Tommy, let me let me ask you a, a question. When when you were a kid growing up in uh, in Connecticut, uh, other than hockey, what other sports did your parents make you do? Uh, well, I was in I was huge into any type of sport growing up. Uh, just backyard stuff, playing with different, you know, playing with soccer balls, playing with baseball bats. But uh, my main sports were I played hockey in the fall and winter, and then I played baseball in the spring and summer. Uh, I played a lot of golf in the summer. Played some fall, um, excuse me, fall soccer when I was really little. But those uh, baseball and hockey were my main yeah. two. And then one day you just said, uh, the only thing I give a puck about is hockey. Yeah. I want to play the sport that's going to cost my parents the most amount of money. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I played uh, – I was drafted after my junior high school, but I continued to play baseball uh, for my high school team and and uh, Legion team my, the summer of my junior year and then my senior year of high school. So I, I was a huge – I love baseball. I had a blast playing it. Um, you're like Bo I didn't Jackson. want to give it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're the Bo Jackson of Connecticut. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know about that. Hey, before we start talking about uh, the Thunderbirds and the playoffs upcoming and the last regular season game tomorrow, the annual National Hockey League Players Association released its poll results of some of the findings about players across the league. Let's see what you if you can guess some of these. The player in the NHL that other players hate competing against the most, but would love as a teammate. Got in a guess? Yeah, yeah that's got to be Brad Marchand. Yes, it? very good. The Bruins star Brad Marchand. <laughs> Yo, he's never been accused of licking his teammates. <laughs> the one thing he, yeah, that's the one thing he's never done. But he'll, he'll lick somebody yeah. else if he gets a chance. How about the best ice in the NHL? Calgary. Really? That's not that was not on the list. According to the players who were polled, the Bell Center in Montreal oh, has wow. the best I it had ice. to be a Canadian yeah. had to be a Canadian city. With, yep. with, with all the technology though that these stadiums have, I mean, it, it, is there a great bit of difference even still between you know one you know one stadium and, and the next, or do they all kind of have you know a, a basic standard now? No, there is. Believe it or not, there the, the ice is a huge, um, a huge variable. And obviously, given that both teams are playing on the same ice surface, it doesn't 
it's not an edge one way or the other, but it, uh, depending on what venue you're in, what time of the season it is, um, the temperature in the building, the number of fans in the building, like the ice conditions change a lot, even mm-hmm. over the course of the game. So at the end of a period, you know, we always say like getting a power play at the end of a period is a lot different than getting a power play at the beginning of a period, just because of the quality of the ice and being able to snap the puck around and keep it flat. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best players, the best players can handle the puck, you know, regardless of the playing surface. That's cool. So who's got the best ice and the worst ice in the AHL and maybe the best barn and the worst barn aside from the mass mutual center yeah um i'll go and say actually the uh the best ice that i've played on this season is uh in laval which is uh in quebec which is montreal's minor league so Mm -hmm. minor league affiliate so it uh maybe it's a priority within their organization that's the best ice and then the worst ice um I'm going to go ahead and say the Providence Bruins at the Duncan Owens Center. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. So let me ask you this because, uh, you know, so you got one more regular season game left. You and Charlotte are are uh, are tied right now, 42 and 24. Uh, Utica in the North Division has got the uh, same amount of wins. Tomorrow night's game against Providence. How important is that going to be as far as seeding goes in in the playoffs? Will it make much of a difference or or not? You know, uh, it won't. Everything's wrapped up. Uh, the the the, um, the matchups are set for the first round of playoffs. So tomorrow's game doesn't uh, you know in the standings it doesn't matter. Uh, we're we've locked up the second position in our division, so we've earned a bye for the for the playing round, and then uh, Providence will finish third, and they can't catch us even if they beat us uh, tomorrow night. Uh, is what we're being told. So it doesn't matter in the standings, but um, obviously we might face them down the road in playoffs. So, you know, every game you still want to make sure you get the upper hand if possible. So do you guys put your best players on the ice with something like this, or you're just kind of rest all your best players? No, no, I think we're going to, we'll, we'll, um, well, to be honest, I don't know for, for sure, but with any game we've talked about it, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to put out, as good a lineup as we can. I think we have a couple guys that have been playing through some bumps and bruises that they might get some rest, but for the most part, and, and we actually don't have a ton of bodies anyway, so we'll be playing, um, you know, we'll be playing pretty much our normal roster. Talking to Tommy Cross, defenseman for the Springfield Thunderbirds here on Rock 102. I got some uh, trivia questions for you if you want, Tommy. I mean, it's the end of the season. Uh, maybe something not to do with hockey. I can, I can, uh, I can rattle off some questions for you. Are you ready to take the quiz? Yeah, let's do it. All right, you ready? Which explorer famously circumnavigated the world, thought to have been the first Englishman to do so between 1577 and 1580? What the hell, Steve? Uh, Christopher Columbus. No, it was Francis Drake. Sorry, that was Ooh, the answer so we were close, looking for. Made great cakes, uh, by the way. <laughs> how about this one? Uh, what character did Jodie Foster play in Silence of the Lambs? Oh, I don't know. It's uh, Clary Starling. That's the answer we were looking for, Tommy. I'm so sorry that uh, (laughs) you missed that. What is the real name of the Batman villain, the Scarecrow? Oh, geez. I'm I'm not (laughs) your guy. I'm 0 for 3. I don't know that one either. Jonathan Crane. Ooh, so close. That's from the comic books, right? What is is the the term in cricket for a batsman to be dismissed having scored zero? (laughs) (laughs) What the hell is this? 
Steve, help me out. <laughs> like, I can turn off his yeah, microphone. Yeah, like, like, the, like, Tommy. like Mr. Trivia doesn't have an yeah, answer to this. How did he write down the Dixie Cups if you don't even know the answers to these, Dave? <laughs> these questions are so insane, I have no idea. All right, here, here's an easy one. In Top Gun, what is the nickname for Nick Bradshaw, Maverick's radar intercept operator and best friend? Goose. Yay! And what do these all have in common? Oh, I see. They're all bird names. Oh. They're all bird names. I was right. You were right, Bags. Oh, Bags got man. it. Thunderbirds. We got it. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> hey, that's fantastic. Wow. All right, Tommy, you got to work on uh, your knowledge outside of the game of hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> Tommy, you're never getting those five minutes back. Sorry. Yeah. It's like you were in the penalty <laughs> box. <laughs> so let me ask you this, Tommy, because, I mean, uh, and, and you know, you're uh, – you're the oldest guy in the team. I mean, you're surrounded by nothing but children. Is he? And, is what, he the oldest guy though? Or not? you're the oldest guy, right? Uh, for most of the season, I was. Yeah, we've okay. got James Neal on our team now. He's the oldest. But uh, but but how much older is he than you? Uh, maybe a year or two. Okay, a year or two. Let me ask you a question. You're you're going to be uh, 34 in September, right? At what uh, point? 30, 33. 33. All right. So let me ask you this. At at what point do you say, hey, you know what? I'm getting kind of, I'm getting kind of tired. Like, how many years do you think you have left in uh, in in playing hockey? Because it's a because yeah, it's true. a grind, man. I mean, you, I don't need to tell you, it, the, the, hockey's got to be like one of the toughest sports to play and play, you know, in, in your 40s and 50s. I mean, unless you're Gordy Howe, there aren't that many people that do it. Yeah, no, that's that's hard to do in today's day and age, especially in the minor leagues. Um, that's something I think about a lot. I, uh, mentally, I still, um, I still feel like I'm, you know, 25 and I, I love the game, love going to the rink and, uh, kind of a big gauge for me is some of the, some of the, uh, parts that I guess you would say are the hardest grind, you know, in our, in our sport, like the long bus rides, the late nights, the back-to-back games. I still love that, those parts of it. So, um, as long as I still love the hard parts of it, I think, uh, you know, I still got the, the passion and energy to, to keep going. But then physically is a whole other answer. You never know. It could be tomorrow that your body says, uh, you know, enough's enough. So I'm, I'm happy to still be playing. And as long as I still like the, the hard parts of it, uh, I'll keep going as long as I can. Well, you know, you've do, done such a great job here on Rock 102 and on, on Laser, our other station. We're hiring here at the radio stations. So bear that in mind. You could have a career in broadcasting. <laughs> As your next step. I will. Yeah, no, Tommy, <laughs> shoot, shoot your sights higher than that. You know, you're a nice guy. I mean, you you can do better. Yeah, well, we know I won't work in trivia. but that's yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> you got that right. I was going to hire you. Not now. Hey, uh, good luck tomorrow against Providence, even though it really doesn't matter. And, and then can we check in next week during the playoffs as well? Yeah, actually, next week we'll be. It's a we get the whole week uh, to buy, so we'll be watching the Providence and Bridgeport will play, uh, and then Wilkesbury and Hershey play, and then we'll play either one of those two series. So I'll be free. I'll be looking forward to talking with you guys. Very good, Tommy Cross from the Springfield Thunderbirds. We appreciate it, Tommy. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Bye. It's eight eighteen with back Steve and Dave and Rock one hundred and two. GG Inks screen printing and. What has ten legs, nine arms, and sucks? What? Def Leppard. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Rock 102, the Back Steve yeah. and Dave show. Uh, one-armed humor here. That's hilarious. Yeah. 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 yeah hey, we, 
Could you drum with one arm, Bex? I mean, I, I don't know how that guy do, did it. Does it? Um, still, like. Well, he still had two legs and one arm. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's three points of battery. So, okay. yeah, <laughs> no, I could, I, I would need some practice. And I actually haven't played in like uh, a couple of years since uh, since COVID. Right. And uh, maybe I'll tell you a story a little bit later. I, uh, I uh, my neighbors better get used to the drums coming back. So oh, yeah, so okay. it's because it's it's How long far overdue. Are your, your neighbors are pretty far, though. No, it's it's a it's, everyone's kind of relatively close. I mean, it's not the you know it's it's not huge distances between houses. Well, like a football field between you, or a half a football. Oh, field? probably half a football. Ah, uh, see, that's plenty of room. Yeah, no, it's it'll, it'll be fine. So just a little warning to those people. My neighbor next door in the apartment complex where I live, screaming guitar all hours of the pretty good too. Yeah. Well, that's you see, that's good. I mean, if a guy if if a guy can play, mm-hmm. it's not nearly as annoying as someone who's just trying to learn. <laughs> right. So that's so the so the, the deal is I'll, I'll, I'll tell it. We got a couple minutes here. Yeah. So I ordered a uh, because I haven't played and I've been dying to put the drums back together. I've decided, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna put them back together and you know get because right now it's all in a bunch of pieces and mm-hmm. and I haven't played throughout the beginning of the of the lockdown, and so I ordered a new drum. A uh, new snare drum, mm-hmm. uh, and it's supposed to. It was supposed to arrive two days ago through UPS. Okay, and appra- apparently uh, they can't deliver it unless I sign for it. I was home the first day they tried to deliver it, mm-hmm. uh, but I never heard the door knock or the the doorbell ringing. So okay. they left the note on the door saying we tried to deliver it, no good. Mm-hmm. Yesterday. I get home a little bit late, and uh, there's another notice in the door, so I missed the delivery. So now I've 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 signed the back of the delivery notice. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for it to arrive, okay. and then I'll get it. But the point I'm trying to make is, I think my neighbors, some of whom are new to the area, uh, just should prepare themselves that during the daytime hours. It might get a little bit noisy at the bottom of the hill. Gotcha. That's all I'm saying. A little bit of word of warning for those in my neighborhood in Handon. And you know who you are. Uh, just prepare yourself for a little bit of noise coming from that house. I'm just saying. That's it. A little noise. A little bit of noise. And it's usually no more than a half hour, 45 minutes. And I'm done. I'm done for the day. That's it. Not a lot. But I think uh, everybody should be warned in advance that that's going to happen. Okay. All right. I mean, as opposed to someone who's playing some sort of musical instrument badly yeah. and not letting anybody know about it, and no one knows what house is the source of all that noise. Yeah, you know, I, I've been dying to learn how to play the piano for years, and I guess what you're saying is, while I'm living in that apartment complex and listening to the guy play pretty good guitar next to me, yeah. I, I shouldn't try and take up the piano because I would be the worst neighbor in the apartment building. Well, you, know, you can buy keyboards mm-hmm. that uh, you, you can play with headphones. Oh. And no one needs to know. Okay. There's also drums that you can play okay. that are electronic, but that's not what I have. So, uh, you know, I, got, I could also play drums with headphones, but that's not how I play or the equipment I have. What I have is going to be very, very noisy. Well, let me ask you a question. If I were to buy a keyboard yes. and try and learn how to play that, because I've always wanted to do that, yes. how long would it take me, assuming that, again, I'm lonely guy in the apartment, I got nothing but time, yeah. could I 
be able to play actual songs within a month? Would it take a year for well, me to like? A, it, I think it depends on your level of loneliness. I think for the <laughs> average person, it could take a couple of years uh, before you could really start to, to turn things around. Mm-hmm. In your case, since uh, you really have uh, no real prospects, no uh, life, <laughs> uh, you know, no no life, yeah. uh, no reason to possibly even wake up in the morning, <laughs> you might be able to, uh, to bang out a couple of songs in just a matter of hours, just in time for you know my 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 eulogy, perhaps. Is well, what you're I don't right? I don't know. Okay, I, I, I don't I don't know what kind of musical. Talent you may have ten thousand hours. That's all. Remember for that's, mastery. Yeah, that's the, to mastery. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Ten thousand right. hours. You and can, can if I were to buy a keyboard, do you? Did I, would I have to buy an entire eighty-eight key keyboard, no. or could I start with something smaller? This is. Uh, I ran into this when my kids started taking piano lessons. Mm-hmm. You buy f- a full-size keyboard, meaning that it has the full-size keys on it. It may not have eighty-eight of them on it, mm-hmm. but it's a full. Su- that's what full-size means. It means the keys. Yeah. That the keys are. They're not like little tiny ones. Like I got you. Would you. Get on a like a Casio or something like that. All right. You want a full-size keyboard, and you can probably get one for less than three hundred bucks. Okay. Uh, a decent one. All right. Hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, you can get one on eBay or yeah. you know, Facebook Marketplace or whatever. Okay. Remember the old Baldwin showrooms they used to have in shopping malls? Yeah. Hey, uh, we never had a, see, you never see those things around anymore. We had a we had an organ. Uh, my dad bought an electric organ. Mm-hmm. It was a Baldwin. Oh yeah, yeah. Like and the two levels of uh, of keys. He, yeah, the two levels of keys yeah. and uh, the pedals. Yeah, because uh, he appeased my sister by saying, "I always want to play the piano," so he bought an organ instead because it's. You know, the same. Not really. Not really. No. <laughs> uh, but we had this organ for years, and then back in like the late 90s when we were trying to get rid of stuff, my dad was actually getting rid of something. Yeah. Uh, there was the, Remember the local tag sale show? Yeah. Where people would call up on like a Sunday morning. Radio and, Tradio. Right. Is that what it was called? That's what they used to call so, it. Yes. And my dad would like he'd try to like you know get these buy things from other people, but also try to give away uh, some of the stuff. And uh, we we wound up giving it away. Some guy was over at the house within like an hour after hearing it on the radio to pick up the Dan Morgan. When we, I was, we should do that. Show. We should, yeah, you should. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. I used to have a, a Magnus organ. Remember what those were? No. So back in the '60s and '70s, it was a. It was an organ at a small keyboard, but then it also had these buttons on on one side, usually like the left side, that just played chords. Okay. And so you could get like uh, the book where it would show you, you you, you play music by numbers. Okay. And and you would learn that way. I I got actually halfway decent on that. I I played that, Hmm. you know, until I was in high school. So like, I, I, I can't like really play piano, but I mean, I could... Yeah, you know, fiddle around on yeah. it and and yeah. come up with with a with a song I made in my head. You're you're more uh, you're more of a skin flute type of guy. Listen, I'm not gonna sit here and have you you know just besmirch my reputation. I'm a you've already besmirched your own reputation. You don't need me Listen, to do that. I I was doing fine on my yeah. own organ. <laughs> I bet you were playing the organ every day. Well, let me ask two quick more quick questions. Do I need to learn how to read music if I do this, or can I just? Fiddle around and you know learn you, stuff you, without reading music. You could you could fiddle around, yeah, and that would be fine. But it would be better to to read music. Damn it! It would it would it would be it would serve you better to yes. understand how music is composed and how it is played properly. Your Damn dreams it. of becoming a rock star are over. <laughs> Dave. Yes, over. 
It's uh, 832. News is next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Bank ESB, a local bank. They got convenient tools, smart banking technology, and personalized financial support to set you on the right path. Unlock your potential at bankesb.com. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. We've got our misbehaving politicians category today, and it's chock full. Former state Senator Diane Wilkerson caught red-handed back in 2008 when she was shoving hundreds of dollars into her shirt. After accepting a bribe from a federal informant and found guilty, she might be eyeing a comeback to the Boston seat she resigned from over the federal bribery charges more than a decade ago. Wilkerson has pulled papers to run for the second Suffolk seat, according to a report in MassLive.com. I'm sure everyone has forgotten all about it, well, I think she, on video. She hopes they haven't because I think she's going to get votes based on her fame or infamy, whatever the case may be. Yeah, if you break the law as a politician, not for nothing. When it comes to uh, to getting my securing my vote for you, if you're you've proven yourself to be somewhat of a, I don't want to say dirtbag because that's probably a very strong. Okay, I'll say dirtbag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm probably not going to waste my vote on you. That's just yeah. That's just how I roll. You're part of the population that remembers what she did. Mm-hmm. It's been since 2008. That's uh, what uh, 14 years ago. Yes. How many people will really remember all that? And because voters, on the whole, are stupid. We elect the same idiots over and over and over again, right. and, and she nothing still, ever changes. And her name recognition could be enough that, to, to get her in the exactly. position. I understand that. But I also believe that anytime someone mentions her name, they're also going to mention the video and of her, you know, shoving all the money into her shirt. Mm. She could be seen as being very clever and good with finances that way, I suppose. Yeah, maybe, but that's uh, that's not going to be enough for me to vote for you. Did you ever have bra bribe? No, I've had bra bribe before. No, no. never. No. Always wished I could though. Yeah. Misbehaving politician number two, David LaBeouf, a Worcester state representative. He has the support of fellow Democrats, but Republicans are demanding his resignation because he was driving drunk, allegedly, just before 10.30 p.m. earlier this week, less than 90 minutes after the budget debate at the Statehouse wrapped up for the day. Mass state cops finding in his car nine empty nip bottles. Nine. That's one hell of a party. Do we know what kind of nip bottles they were? It doesn't say, but we need this information desperately. I mean, was he uh, knocking down Goldschlagers or a fireball? We can only hope. What was his uh, blood alcohol content? (laughs) 0.33. Four times the legal limit. Wow. Four times. Aside from the nine empty nip bottles, he also had two cans of wine (laughs) in the car. There were reports of a, quote, Erratic driver, you think? Mm. <laughs> Occurring on Interstate 93 in Quincy. I don't remember where I was where I saw wine in a can that was like one can was equivalent alcohol content to a bottle of of wine. Well, hmm. when you think about it, if you ordered a glass of wine at a restaurant, yeah. they're not giving you 12 ounces. No, they're not. Ever. No. You have to order like three glasses of wine to get 12 ounces. I uh, I agree. I believe this man should resign. 
and I'll tell you why. Okay. Not uh, because of whatever political affiliation he is, but this is a guy who clearly has a problem. And if you can't take care of yourself and take care of your own problems first, how are you expecting to be the representative for whatever district you're in? Well, Steve Nagel, everybody. But, Steve Nagel, speaking, speaking, speaking sense. But not only that. Imagine the danger you're causing to people. I mean, drunk drivers I, I, are, I, and I get, and I get that. And I, but, but when you're talking about things like addiction, you know, that's something that you definitely can control. Well, in the long run. Well, but can it takes. Yes, yeah, I think you can. I think I think it takes a lot of dedication and a lot of. You know, maybe this was. Uh, you know, we're lucky he didn't kill anybody. Right. We're lucky he didn't. Uh, he didn't run into anybody. Right. But. Now that he has this, this would be the time to resign and say, I got to take care of my own crap before I can take care of anybody else here. And I think that's the responsible thing to do. That's the kind of thing that when a guy like that does that and then comes back, I'd have a lot more respect for him then that he took his his, his, uh, control of his issues. Yeah. As opposed to a woman who was shoving bribe money into her bra uh, 12 years ago, 14 years ago. Well, LaBeouf is running for re-election for the 17th Worcester District. Well, LaBeouf uh, should uh, listen to his brother Shia and say, uh, I'm not going to drink no more. Equally irresponsible. Yeah, that's 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 getting advice that's from Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf is not yeah. exactly what I would call a, a good choice either. And but- as I said earlier, he is getting support from fellow Democrats, but mm. Republicans are calling for his resignation. And Governor Charlie Baker refused to say whether LaBeouf should resign. When he was asked about it, he said he, quote, doesn't know much about that case, well, end quote. You know, the thing about you know whether he resigns or not, and ultimately that's going to be up to him. What's more important here is that the guy gets the help he needs because clearly he's got a problem. If you're, yeah. drink, if you're drinking alcohol yeah. to that extent and you're getting in, into a car – you got some issues you got to deal yeah. with and deal with them right away. I don't this isn't a case of uh I had a few too many glasses of wine at dinner. Mm-hmm. kind of thing. No. This is to have nine empty nip bottles and who who's to say that he drank them all at once, but I would imagine with a 0.32 that you probably did. Yep. And then you washed them down with the wine. Mm-hmm. That that's an indication of a serious problem. The person who got pulled over and blew a 0.09 might not have a problem as extensive as this. That's more excusable to say, okay, well, he can just go through the process like everybody else does who gets an OUI with, with the you know the one drink over uh, kind of thing. Yeah. But to, for nine nine nip bottles and two cans of wine, well, that's yeah. an issue. And, but and, if he's any al- alcoholic worth his weight in salt, he's probably saying, I probably shouldn't have had that last can of wine. Yeah. Yeah. And it does matter the order you're doing them in, I think, Steve, because if it's uh, wine before liquor, never sicker, right? But it's yeah. liquor before wine, you'd be fine. I never found that to be no, true. There's no, there's it's no either truth to that. Uh, the amount of alcohol you put into your body mm-hmm. is the amount of alcohol that you're going to have a problem with the next day. Okay. I would like to know what he was drinking, though. I mean, that, you know, it yeah. would be interesting if he was drinking Fireball. Oh, you like this one, don't you? I do like this one. Because, mm-hmm. you know. Miss Will Watson Infinity. You know, you know the roof on fire. We're going to boogie, 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 chicken, we're going to dance. Like the roof on fire. We're going to drink, drink, and take shots until we fall out. Like the roof on fire. I can't do that part. 
Congratulations and good luck to Worcester State Representative David LaBeouf from the Rock 102 Morning Show. Back, Steve and David, 843. We'll be back. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 850. And Tom Petty with back, Steve and David, Rock 102. Going to be uh, nice today. Uh, sunny and a high of 52. Uh, more of the same for tomorrow with a high of 56. It's 41 in downtown Springfield. All right, two big things. Mm-hmm. One, tomorrow uh, on the show, uh-huh. actress Jody Sweeten from uh, Full House. Yeah. Sweet. That'll be uh, terrific. Yeah. Also, if you missed uh, any part of today's show, check out the daily podcast available on rock102.com. You'll also find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. And also, Baxi's musical podcast, my guest this week, Dave Gregory from the band XTC. Pretty cool interview, and you can check that out on rock102.com. Excellent. You guys use bar soap or pump soap? <clears throat> pump soap. Bar soap. Really? Yes. I'm with Steve on this. I don't like the bar soap because stuff collects on it, you know, like stuff in the shower. You what, know? Are you, like, what are you putting on your soap? Yeah, what no, no I just mean like, you know, hairs and things. It's just kind of disgusting to me. I don't like uh, the bar soap because it uh, slips out of your fingers too e- too easily, and uh, it's easier to take one of that body wash thing and put it on one of them little body scrubbers and uh-huh. then, uh, scrub your body down with it. Really? There's an article right now I'm reading called The Surprising Afterlife of Used Hotel Soap, and these, these are the bars. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, obviously, sometimes, you know, you go to a hotel, you're there one night, you open up the little package of bar soap, and you use it. Just once, mm-hmm. and then it sits there. And otherwise, it goes to waste. Apparently, some hotels get it to people who are in dire need of soap, and it saves lives by going to countries where they need this kind of thing. That's the only circumstance I can see where I would use bar soap if it's a life or death situation. Otherwise, I'm with Steve. I like the pump. Do you ever see the, uh, the documentary about Gilbert Gottfried? <laughs> no. The reason I'm bringing this up, Gilbert was so cheap mm-hmm. during his lifetime that what he would do is every hotel he went, he would take the soap and the shampoos <laughs> yeah. and the lotions. I mean, all that stuff that they give you, all that complimentary stuff in the yep. hotel room. Yep. He, he would take it. And, and at one point during the documentary, he had these boxes, like these big giant boxes, like, you know, slid under his bed. Yep. Loaded with hotel soaps. Under his bed? Why, why, didn't you, why didn't he put it in the bathroom where it could be? It, it was never about using it in there. Yeah, it was never about using them. Really? It was just about taking them wow. and collecting them. He had thousands and thousands of these little tiny travel soaps. My folks do the same thing, but they have shoe boxes full of them in the closet right where the bathroom is, and you can use that stuff yeah. when you go to my folks' house. These these were <laughs> these were like you know, rubber made bins of, of soap. Yeah. Well it's I I don't see a problem with that though. I mean if that if that's the thing that you're uh that's one thing you don't have to spend money right. on. Yeah, right. I know. You yeah. know? If you're getting it free all the time, except you might he, as well utilize it. Yes. Except he wasn't using it. That's he was just the collecting weird part. It. Yeah. That's the weird thing. Well, and plus, I guess if you've got those little sample-sized bottles of shampoo and conditioner and lotion, they almost look like, you know, it's a gift for your friends that come over or your family that stay at your house. You know, you've, you've set them up with nice little sample yeah, sizes. So I see the Super 8 uh, logo on the side of it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> well, yeah, my, my house is adorned with Hilton. Oh, yeah. The uh, Creative Pine Soap. 
that's not soap. That was just a jar of something in the bathroom. No Pine wonder, salt. No yeah. wonder it's so slippery in my yeah. hands. That that's a. That's a sample collection. <laughs> the uh, the Creative Pines Motel is a theme motel nice. in Chicopee, where okay. if you are in the mood, yeah. uh, you and a loved one can enjoy the, like the jungle room. And ah. the, yeah, the Tarzan Jane room or the yep. space room or the underwater room. Mm-hmm. They, they used okay. to have a whole... Uh, the radio station I used to work for uh, used to have... Actually, the... The love songs guy was the voice of their answering machine for the longest time. Wow, that was really? his, that was his endorsement gig. He got to be the voice uh, of of the uh, the creative of, of pines. The creative pines, and they used to have a deal. This was the deal we offered. It was like a bottle of champagne and a limo ride to the buffet at the Hookie Lao. Wow. <laughs> Wow. And back. What a classy <laughs> night that would now, be. You got to remember, uh, <laughs> uh, Bax and Dave, you didn't know this, right? the, the hookie lao and this hotel were probably about a mile away from each <laughs> okay. other. You so could've. the idea of yeah. getting a luxurious limo. limo ride back to the <laughs> the bang bang room over at the Pines Motel. I think mm. this is my favorite part about being associated with this show is the local history that you guys impart all the time. I learned, yeah. you know, and I, I did grow up. Partially in this area, but I knew nothing about. Yeah, well, what's the name of the hotel again? With the, the, Pine, the, the Pines, crea- the Creative Pines Motel. All right, yeah. Yeah. And still the, in existence or not? I, I think it is actually. Yeah. I, I mean, the Hookie Law was no more, sadly. Yes, but I didn't know that. That's a shame. Okay, but I don't even know if the Pines is still is still open. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Oh, it is open with all the theme rooms you're mentioning. Still has the theme rooms nice. to it. Yeah. Nice. All right. How about that. So where do they where do they take you now? Uh, I don't think they take you anywhere. Really? They don't? Yeah, I don't think they take you to, what is that, Leah or something like that? <laughs> what, who bought that? What's the car dealership there? Isn't there a car dealership there? Is it Curry? Oh, it's a bank. It's a bank. Isn't it oh, a bank? Oh, it's a bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. they'll take you all the way to the bank. Wow. That, uh, how about that? Well, it's a 24-hour ATM. Yeah. Uh-huh. The limo, right. unfortunately, can't fit through the vestibule. They could always take you to the uh, the Chick-fil-A, except for Sundays. Yeah. Right. Uh, here's some testimonials, right? Uh-huh. Me and my husband stay here quite often. Really? Really? To get away from the kids for a night. All right. Great priced rooms. Mind you, the whole place is smoker friendly. Oh, yeah, that's dragging people right in there. (laughs) Owners are great people, awesome themed rooms. They need some uh, TLC, but they are the best in the area. The best? Among like other options, or are we talking about real hotels? That's like somebody who only eats at Applebee's and then goes to a Texas Roadhouse and go, "Wow, Texas Roadhouse is the best thing this area has to offer." <laughs> and, uh, and I assume you don't want to bring your infrared light to this no. place because then you might yeah. see stuff you don't want to yeah, see. Yeah, probably. Right? I don't know. Very private and romantic rooms. They are clean, large, and cozy. Mm. Uh, the manager was very pleasant, and the room was clean. The motel. Was very quiet, and I had a great night's sleep. Hmm. Who's you're going there to s- sleep? That's what I'm saying. That's the kind of place you go if you if you're planning on being up all night long. Uh, here's one. Oh my God, this place is still open. I used to go there with my boyfriend at the time in the late '90s. I thought it would uh, would have went into ruins by now. Lots of people doing <laughs> drug transactions were seen in the '90s. I can only imagine mm-hmm. if they have not kept it the same. Yeah, man, it's a it's a classy joint. A really rude lady at the desk, charged me for a key. Uh, No good, too expensive for the outdated rooms. What did you think when you were outside the place going, I wonder what this place looks like on the inside? And you can feel the springs in the bed. 
Mm. Well, you got the wrong room. You should have went the waterbed route. <laughs> there you go. The <laughs> underwater room. Yeah. Uh, it's 8.57 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Everyone has a project.